Hey friends, before we start the show, I want to invite you to check out my brand new free training all about how you can start your own freelance business from home. In this completely free one hour training, I am going to share with you exactly how I was able to leave my full-time teaching job and replace my income by freelancing and how you can do the same thing too. We're going to talk about how you can find skills that you already have and what services you can offer, as well as what you need to actually get started today. So you can go check out my brand new free training. It's my gift to you at aubreymalik.com forward slash free training. That's aubreymalik.com forward slash free training. And we will link that up in the show notes for you. All right, now let's go ahead and dive on into the show. Hey friends, welcome back to the show. You are in for a huge treat today because we have a very, very special guest on the podcast today. It is none other than my amazing husband who begrudgingly agreed to come on the podcast with me today after I had been talking to him about this episode for at least a year, if not more, about him coming on and just sharing his perspective of what it was like from his side of things when I was starting my business, as I was growing my business, how it has been to kind of watch that and also participate in that, not necessarily in the business per se, but as somebody who is supporting from afar, doing the behind the scenes stuff that if I didn't have him doing those things and helping me and supporting me in that way, I don't think my business would be where it is today. So I wanted to bring him on to share that perspective, to share what it was like for him when I first got started. And I think this is going to be a really great episode for you to even share with your spouse if maybe they're a little bit hesitant or they're not sure how to support you, this would be something that would be helpful for them to hear from my husband's perspective. Like you'll hear in the podcast episode, he is super supportive in anything that I do. He always has been, but um, you know, definitely it is nerve-wracking thinking about starting a business. And when I went to him and said, like, I, I don't want to be in the classroom anymore. I want to be at home full time and how he handled that and what it was like. So I think you're really going to love this episode. And I know that I did. I loved hearing from him. So without further ado, let's go ahead and dive onto the show. You can meet my amazing guy who is just beyond words and super hunky too. So uh, let's go ahead and meet Josh and dive on into this conversation. Welcome to the Freelancer to CEO podcast. This is the podcast for overwhelmed freelancers who are ready to simplify and scale their business so they can earn more and stress less. I'm your host, Aubrey Malik, and I'm a former elementary teacher who launched my own freelancing business, and now I want to share all my secrets with you. Each week, I'll be sharing business strategy, systems, and tactical tips that you can take into your business today so you can finally step into that CEO role you desire. Let's dive on into the show. Hey, Josh. Welcome to the podcast. You can say hi to everybody. Hello, everyone. (laughs) So as you heard in the intro, I have convinced my husband after many, many many months of having this podcast. I've had this podcast for two and a half years and I convinced him to come on today to just share the husband's perspective of what it was like when I started my business and as my business has evolved just so he can share his perspective. And I do have to give this little caveat right here that from the beginning, Josh has been extremely supportive of me. Pretty much anything that I decide to do, put my mind to, which can sometimes be these really crazy outlandish things, he is always on board. So I do have to give him that credit too, but I still think it will be helpful 
for you to hear from him. So we're going to dive into the questions. I have a strict list of questions that I'm allowed to ask Josh and then he is done for the day. So my first question to you is, what were your first initial thoughts that you had when I wanted to start freelancing and that I was talking about leaving my teaching job? Well, it was definitely nerve wracking at first because I didn't know anything about it. And it's clearly a big step to leave your job, full-time job, to something that seemed like a risk at the time. I mean, over the years, you had done some other types of like side businesses as far as mainly in sales, but those were more pyramid schemes where you weren't able to really build a full-time income. I was worried financially if we were going to be able to survive. I mean, I didn't know how much it was possible to make, especially first starting out. So, and you were still, I mean, when you started, you were still working and pregnant. So I didn't know how much time you were going to be able to dedicate to the second job. And then also how much money you were going to be able to make from it. So I know that you had mentioned that I had tried a couple different things. And if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know that I had tried tutoring kids after school. I joined two different network marketing companies, which I was for sure thought that this was going to be the thing that would allow me to come home. And then even before I found freelancing, I was also teaching kids English online. So my question to you would be, how did you feel once I started getting into this? Could you notice that this was different than what I had done previously? Or did you like see a shift in me um, that was kind of opening your eyes to like, oh, okay, this probably could work? Yeah, definitely. I mean, hourly, I think a big thing with this job that I noticed right away was how much more you were making hourly or by project um, compared to the jobs before. Also, you, I remember you showing me like contracts that you had with your clients um, that made things a little bit more, I'd say, professional and helped kind of keep you safe and secure when you did finally like land a client. Yeah, for sure. So that was one thing for me, like with network marketing, was that I was putting in a lot of hours, hoping that it would eventually lead to some money, hoping it would lead to somebody purchasing a product or wanting to join the team. If you've been in network marketing, you know what that's like. So I was putting in a lot of a lot of hours up front and not necessarily seeing the monetary value where it, you know, I definitely did put in work with freelancing to gain clients, but once I was gaining those clients, like I was actually making that consistent money. So that definitely helped, I think. Is there any, was there a change in me that you saw that was different with this um, than other things that I had tried? Like, did I seem more passionate about this or seem like that this actually could turn into something? I mean, I think you seemed a little bit more, I mean, this definitely seemed more in your lane as far as your expertise. Like you were working a lot with other teachers at the time. I'm pretty sure you were doing a lot of like helping the other teachers create resources for the classroom or online resources. Another thing that I've noticed about you over the years is like you're usually really passionate with everything you do at first, but sometimes with those other businesses, it seemed like you kind of probably lost hope because it wasn't going well and it kind of fell off. So, I mean, it took a little while to notice that clearly because you normally are passionate at first. But that didn't seem, the passion didn't seem to wear off over time. Hmm, I didn't know that you recognized that. 
Okay, so the next question is, what was it like from your perspective when I first got started? I remember coming to you and saying, like, I really want to do this, but it's going to require me on top of, you know, teaching full time and taking care of Gabe. And like you'd mentioned, I was also pregnant. Like, it's going to require more time in the beginning to get it going to. I remember I was getting up early. I was staying up late. So what was it like from your perspective when I came to you and said, I'm starting this business and in order for me to do this, I'm going to need a little extra support. How was that for you? Did you feel like, how dare you ask me? Or was it helpful for you that I at least came to you and said that I needed help? Because I know for me, especially being a mom, and I know for a lot of other moms listening, like it's really hard to, to ask for that help or to say like, I'm going to need you to do some of these things that I was doing so that I can find this time. Because we only have 24 hours in a day anyways. It wasn't like I could make more time. Um, and so in order to get this started, so how was it like from your perspective? How did you feel about needing that to provide that extra support or pick up some of the slack or help out extra? I don't, I didn't think I ever minded helping out more. Uh, the timing seemed a little crazy just because, like I said, you're pregnant and going to have another baby soon. But I've kind of learned over the years, too, that if there's an opportunity, you know, it's better just to take it even if the timing isn't the best. Um, things can still work out. As far as you needing more help, I was glad that you asked for help. I mean, I, I would rather see, especially at that time, I would have rather seen you come to me for help than to run yourself into the ground just because... That's not good for anybody. That wouldn't be good for, you know, someone who's pregnant or or a newborn baby or a marriage. So it it was hard. Don't get me wrong. Um, working, you know, I work with kids all day and then come home and I'm sometimes still stressed out. So it's not. It wasn't super easy to, you know, have to come home and try to exercise around the kids and get dinner ready and do the dishes. But I guess the biggest thing that I kept in my mind is the fact that you were able to be home with the kids and that outweighed probably all the other, you know, things that were inconvenient at the time. That's something I definitely want to talk about because I shared that on the podcast too, that you had that experience growing up, which I think helped you to see the benefit of it because your mom was home with you when you were young. Um, So I think that that's definitely something that helped you to get on board with that idea because you you saw the value in it and you and I had also talked about too like daycare costs like what's going to happen when Jameson comes and now we have two kids and at the time Gabe was being watched by family but we just knew with two kids it wasn't going to be feasible to do that so we were looking at putting both of them in daycare and when we really looked at the numbers it was like pretty much all of my paycheck was going to be going towards paying for daycare and so we really looked at, okay, what is important to us? Is it important for us to to work just for somebody to watch our kids? Or is it important for us to try to make this, even if it wasn't necessarily replacing my income, but even enough where we could get by so that I could be at home with our kids and I could be the one that was raising them? Um, is there anything that you wanted to say about just that experience growing up or if that was something that you maybe early on thought was something that was important to you? Yeah, I mean, I don't remember being home with my mom, but I remember my just my dad talking about it and how it was really hard, um, but how much, how worth it it was, you know, even for them to be, struggle financially for a little while, for those few years, you know, 
it was well worth it just for my mom to have that extra time with us. So that was definitely in the back of my mind too, that even if we were to struggle, you know, there's, I mean, there's other parts of life than just paying the bills and worrying about money constantly. So mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, so I know you mentioned like a couple things. Is there anything that really sticks out in your mind of like things that maybe I was doing more of because I will say this like Josh has always helped it has never been like okay here are your jobs that you're supposed to do and here are Josh's jobs like my parents growing up it was like my dad was always like okay like you have the inside and I have the outside and that like that's what I saw growing up and I knew that in my marriage like of course there were going to be things that I would want to take on that I just knew was probably more of a strength for me than it would be for my husband but I knew that I wanted somebody who wanted to be a part of a team and work together and that like there wasn't these lines of like these are the things you need to do these are the things that I need to do and we don't help each other out so is there anything else that you remember in the beginning of like that you had to pick up or that you had to do that maybe you weren't doing on a consistent basis I mean I never minded helping out in the kitchen I always kind of like to cook but I definitely had to like do that more often now um, when that started and then when Jamie was born he had a lot of, you know, I, w- I would be downstairs with him and Gabe, and you would be upstairs, and Jamie was just a tough baby. He was, he had a lot of stomach issues and a lot of skin issues, so he wasn't, he wasn't a very content baby, the exact opposite of Gabe, and I wouldn't really want to interrupt, you know, if you were in the middle of working, so sometimes I kind of just was would be down here, and it was kind of tough to get him calm on my own, and trying to navigate that by myself not that I I mean I could if it if it was if I really needed you I could come get you but I just didn't want to try not to interrupt as best I could and I also think too you know for me it was hard to sometimes like to hear him crying or to hear that stuff going on and think okay like I can just go down and help him but I also think too it helped you to build that confidence in yourself that you could do it and also at the same time like you got to have that have that time with them because I know for me like there and there still is times like whether it's a good quality or not so great quality in myself like there's times where like the kids are crying or even like when they were babies and to me it's not that I'm saying like I don't think he could do it but it would just be a natural inclination for me to just be like let me just take him like I've got him so I think it helped you would you say to like build some confidence in yourself that you can handle it and that you were you know doing it without me yeah and that and looking back it it really wasn't that big of a deal. I mean, you think there's families out there that are, you know, doing things like this all the time as far as parent works a shift and then, you know, the other parent, once the first parent gets home, the other parent has to head to work. So, you know, at least I had you, you were in the house still um, in case, you know, I really needed you. Yeah. So do you think that there's anything that I could have done better or differently in the beginning or like when I brought brought this idea to you that, like I said, you were very much on board, but if, there, if there's anything that I could have done that would have maybe helped ease into it, maybe not being so passionate about it at the beginning going like, you know me, if I set my mind to something I wanted yesterday. So sometimes I can be overly eager. Um, but if there's anything that you think that maybe could have helped in the beginning, like I said, you were on board, but 
just looking back on it, like hindsight, that maybe somebody listening could say like, oh, I could approach it this way with my husband or my spouse. I mean, I would just say be upfront and honest. I think you were, um, you, you definitely are, get very eager, but I mean, that's also probably a big reason why you're successful. So I try to not, you know, look at it in a negative way. Okay. The next question is for those spouses out there that maybe are listening to this or maybe somebody who wants to bring this idea to their spouse about starting a business. Do you have any advice for ways that they can be supportive in them wanting to do this? And maybe like particularly we're talking about like freelancing because that's what a lot of people listening here are looking to get started. So now having seen it from like the beginning of where it was to where it is now and obviously the evolution of it. Is there anything that you would say to somebody of like, here's how you can support your wife or your spouse in doing this? Well, I think you, I think you have to figure out what, if it, if the good outweighs the bad and just focus on the good and try not, I mean, I guess it could be easy to be resentful, like as far as you know, someone's working all day and then having to come home and especially if they just quit a full-time job to try this new avenue, I guess it would, it could be easy to feel some resentment, but like, I guess, like I said, like if you can find the good in it and all the positive things that could happen, I would just focus on that and understand that it definitely, the time over time, you have needed a lot less time to work. So it's not something that like will be this way forever at first like I maybe like I don't even know maybe the first six months or year I could be wrong but the first chunk of time it was it was a lot of you did need a lot of extra time upstairs but as time's gone on um, you've needed less and less to the point now where I mean unless you have a call really we're, we're pretty much downstairs together you know once I get home at three. So I guess, yeah, number one, I would say try to just focus on the positive and to know that over time it should get easier. Yeah, that's, and I mean, of course, too, in the beginning, we were, we had a two-year-old, we had a newborn, like that required more work on everybody just because at that age they do. But as time has gone on, like, like Josh said, as time has gone on, number one, like I've gotten better. Obviously in the beginning, you're just learning things, you're getting your systems, you're figuring out your workflow and how that works and how to work with clients. So obviously it's going to feel like a lot of resistance in the beginning on both ends. You know, maybe your spouse learning to take on a new chunk of things that they're not used to and you learning how to do this new job that is is newer to you but then over time you get better at it and then also too like our kids are growing up so now if I do need to take a caller you know we have different things coming up where I might need to be up in the office later in the evening than I'm used to it's a little bit easier because the boys are older so Josh can go like easily take them for a walk or go run errands or do things that maybe in the beginning wasn't it, like they're pretty much confined to being in the house so yeah there's definitely an evolution that comes with when you're starting your business and as you get going and then with your kids too and and it might be dependent on your situation like you might be starting your business and your kids are already grown so you might not have to deal with some of the stuff that Josh and I did um, or maybe you don't have kids and you're preparing for them but um, depending on your situation that really depends on how much support you might need 
My next question would be about investing. So there has been many times in my business where I have taken a course or invested in a coach or in masterminds that have helped me along in my business. What are your thoughts on that? Because sometimes like sometimes it's as easy as saying like, oh, I'm going to, you know, just take this $100 course. It's going to teach me this one skill that's going to help me to carry out X, Y, and Z. But then there's other times where like I've joined masterminds where it's those higher ticket things um, that definitely are going to help me. But what are your thoughts about investing if if that's something that somebody wants to do to take that next step from the spouse's perspective uh i mean you have to invest in your business if in order for it to grow it is kind of it's tough at first especially like because if there isn't a ton of money coming in at first you know and there were some courses you wanted to take i just didn't really look at it that way i i just honestly i just kind of trusted that you were going to work hard and you were going to make it back, you know, one way or another. Um, but it's just like any other job. I mean, we go to trainings all the time. Unfortunately, I mean, it's different because you're paying this out of pocket when it's, you know, your business that you're trying to grow. Um, but I mean, I knew that in order to get anywhere with it, you had to educate yourself and get the right training. Yeah, I definitely think that that is something that I've said many times too. Like I don't, I am a very resourceful person. There's plenty of things that I have no prior knowledge on and there will be times where I'm like, I'm just going to roll up my sleeves and like figure this out. And there are a lot of times where that makes sense and you can totally do that. But what you have to ultimately decide too is are you going to spend time or are you going to spend money? So there's been times where I have, you know, even just for example, like thinking about house projects, like of course, I could have paid somebody to do different house projects, but then I have to, again, weigh like, okay, is this something that I do want to take the time to figure out? And there have been projects where I've gotten into it and I'm like, I'm wasting so much time on this. Like, it's not really in my wheelhouse. Like, if I just hired somebody to either show me how to do it or to do it alongside me or to just do it for me, like, again, that would make all the difference in the world. So you just really have to decide where where you're at in that. And if you do have a lot of time to take the time to go through resources and to figure out what you need, like, of course, do that. But then there's going to be other times where maybe you want to get this off the ground a lot faster and investing in something or someone or a course or whatever it is, it's going to help you to accomplish that and reach that goal way faster than you could on your own, probably save you a lot of headache and frustration um, having that exact roadmap too. So um, thank you for sharing that perspective. And I think the last question, and I didn't plan on asking you this, but somebody in the community wanted to get your thoughts on this in the fact of like seeing how I kind of started this business from, you know, not having a business background or anything like that. It was pretty different than what I was doing and what I had been trained to do and spent all this money on. And now to see where my business is, does it ever make you think differently or want to maybe, you know, get your piece of the pie and try freelancing or to try something other than what you had done? Yeah, it's definitely opened my eyes to all the opportunities that are out there especially online I never really realized and I think it still just continues to grow well I think something that I is you know that I am very passionate about is and I know Josh feels the same way too is just spending a ton of time together as a family and making memories that's something that's really important to us and one thing that is extremely nice about freelancing and owning your own business and doing that is you you're not on anybody else's time schedule so you can pick up and take off whenever you want where you know right now 
Josh is still working in a school, so we do have to plan vacations and different things around that schedule. So I think something that would be very meaningful to us is to just be able to live that kind of lifestyle where we're not on anybody else's time. And if we want to take a weekend to go do something or spend time together or take an extra vacation or take a vacation that's like on an off period where you wouldn't normally get that time that we would want to do that. So that's something that I'm continuing to work towards. I don't know where Josh is going to fall in line with the business or if he's just going to take over as, um, what is it, like a Mrs. Doubtfire type role? (laughs) Yeah, I could be Mr. Mom. Yeah, Mr. Mom, that's it. But I mean, just where we can live a life that we really are truly creating because ultimately like that's what we know is important to us is just time together as a family and creating those memories and um, not being on anybody else's schedule. So is there anything else that you want to add, Josh? You've been such a good sport. Anything else that you would add for somebody who is out there listening, who's either thinking about getting started or maybe they're like showing this to their spouse, like, hey, here's two people that did it and here's how their husband got on board. Um, anything that you would share with them, offer a word of wisdom? I mean, I think the biggest thing is just having and trusting and having faith and in, in your partner um and knowing that their heart's in the right place and they're trying to make the best decision for for the family even if it you know and even if it doesn't didn't work out you know people can always go back to work Mm -hmm. you know it's not it seems like a big risk but risk but i mean it's possible to just kind of start right back where you left off if if things didn't work, you know. Whether you set a certain amount of time that you were going to try it for, and then if it, you know, if it didn't work out financially or, you know, whatever else is important to you, um, then you can always just maybe go back to what you're doing before. Yeah, I think that's something that I always kept in the back of my mind too. I think. After a certain point, I had to let that go because I think it was holding me back from being from doing the things that I wanted to do. But I always knew that like I, I did go to school to be a teacher. I do have my degree. I do have my teaching certificate. That is always there. So if it didn't work out, if it didn't pan out, or even if I did it for the first few years while our boys were little and then I decided to go back, like that was always, I already had that. Nobody could take that away from me. Um, so I really like that idea of like, if it's something that maybe your spouse is hesitant about, you know, talking about like, okay, what's a timeline? What's a realistic timeline? Obviously, you can't come, you know, your spouse can't say like, okay, you have a week to make this happen. I mean, I'm sure you could get really scrappy and figure out a way to like, you know, find a client or something like that. But setting a timeline that feels good for both you and your partner to say like, okay, I want to give this a go for X amount of time. Here's maybe what I need to hit. Um, I know like when I talked, I brought that to you, I was like, okay, if I'm just making enough for that big student loan that I had, like we probably could figure out a way to make other things work. And again, if we weren't having to put out all this money for daycare, like that was obviously taking a financial burden off our back too. So great advice, Josh. Um, I know you always have something in you there to share, but just to set that timeline up and to, I think to piggyback off of that is the communication. Like even, even now, like we are in a pretty good rhythm. Like we know... Josh knows what to expect. I know what to expect. I know for the most part what each day looks like for me. So we're in a pretty good rhythm, but we're always communicating. We're always saying like, hey, I'm going to have this coming up this week. 
I'm going to need this from you or I'm going to need a little bit extra support. And that I think has been huge for us is just always being open, being honest, like not not trying to carry all that weight on yourself because I don't think you can. I think that's a fast track to burning out, just being open and letting letting yourself just pursue it and also giving your spouse the opportunity. I think some people will be so afraid that, oh, they won't want to pick this up or they won't want to help me. But I think one thing that I've learned is Josh really likes when I actually do ask as opposed to not or just holding it in or trying to do it all. He's not a mind reader. So he's way happier when I just say like, hey, I'm going to need this from you. And he's more than happy to do it as opposed to like him trying to like read my mind or trying to figure out. Would you agree with that? Yeah, especially like if, I mean, I think we've gotten good now about you having your week planned out. I mean, it's probably wasn't that easy to do at first, but now I know that you have your weeks usually planned out, so then you can kind of just let me know, you know, on Sunday what you have going on after work. So that's really helpful for me just to know, you know, um, how I can help out when I get out of work during the week. Yeah, and I appreciate that so much. So this is all I have. You've been such a great sport, Josh. I know that everybody is going to love hearing this perspective, hearing from you. Are you open to doing another episode if people want us to go into more depth on this? I think this is the first and the last. No, no don't I'm say that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this it's actually a really exciting day when you guys are hearing this because it's actually Josh's birthday. So this is like a big Josh's first appearance on the podcast. You're actually my first male guest on, on the podcast. So that's something special too. And it's your birthday. So um, you can send me a DM on social if you want to to... <laughs> Thank Josh for coming on and wish him a happy birthday, but I really appreciate you doing this with me and I know it's going to help a lot of people to hear your side of things. So thank you for being here. You're welcome. Thank you for choosing to spend some time with me today. I appreciate you so much. If you haven't yet, I would love it if you would leave me a review on iTunes and share this episode in your Instagram stories and tag me. By sharing and reviewing, you can help spread the message so we can reach more entrepreneurs who are ready to scale their business to new heights. I will see you in the next episode.